Blog Talk Radio. George Clement, and this is the Thursday show, one more show this week on Saturday, so I don't know what the topic will be on Saturday, but I thought about the topic for the day, and I've been kicking it around a little bit, and one of my clients said that you're really good about knowing about relationships, and I've been working with people, thousands of people, it seems like, about relationships over the years, studied it in school, and what it Two are things two things that are really the most common questions I have about relationships about men. I don't know how he feels. Really? I don't know how he feels. And I don't know this is women, of course. I I don't get that too much from men. How does she feel? But every once in a while I'll get that from a man. How does she feel, right? How does she feel? But it's mostly how does he feel? Okay? What does he think about me? And where are we going? Now, if a relationship had just started, let's say we're two or three months into a relationship, that would seem to be a rather obvious question, right? Wouldn't you agree that if you're in the beginning of a relationship, you want to know how this person feels, and you're not quite sure how they feel, and so you're going to call a psychic or whoever and ask, well, how does he feel about me? And where is this headed? Where is this going? But the odd thing is I get people that have been in this their relationship for a year, even up to six years. I mean, can you, can you imagine that? They've been in a relationship up to six years, and they don't have a clue about where the relationship is going, that he has never opened up about what he really wants and what he intends to do. And he doesn't express his feelings. Now, I, I think that's an abnormal situation. I think, you know, most people would not put up with six years. But I've heard it. I've heard a year, two years, year and a half, you know, various degrees of time frames beyond three months. Because usually three to six months, people know what they want from a relationship or they know what they want from that person. I'm going to take a break, and we'll get back to that. Anybody have questions about relationships, especially about men? Because that's more thoughts. And we'll, maybe we'll have time. We'll talk about past lives and reincarnation. I have two subjects I'm kind of interested in and wanted to share a little bit more about. Let me take a break on that for a second, and let me, let me talk a little bit about the COVID-19 virus and what we're doing about it and what we're being asked to do about it. And the adjustments we're making. Now, I don't have all the answers. Obviously, I'm not a scientist. But I've been in the business world. And I've watched the business world evolve over the number of years. And people are asked now to stay home and work from home. And people are getting used to that. Now, homeschooling is a little tougher for kids to go virtual and, and actually pay attention. I know that. Kids are kind of difficult to – you have to strap them in a chair practically to get them to virtually talk to a teacher and do their work. They're so distracted. I can go outside. I can go in the backyard, right? I can go play in my room. But 
Let's get back to our workforce, our general workforce, and then we'll get back into this thing. Because I want to hear your calls on relationships, and, and, I can, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And maybe a little advice that I've been given from Spirit to help to deal with men in relationships. Now, because you can't force men to do anything. They'll run inside their cave. They'll hide from you. But what about the workplace? Well, we're, we're, we're entering into a new system and new, new society. Now, there's certain jobs that you can't do virtually, unless they teach you how to do it. I would say that even, for example, even plumbing, they can teach you how to do it. Now, it might be a disaster in some cases. I'm not good at plumbing. And, you know, what if you forget to turn the water off? And what if you do this? What do you do that? And electrical, you know, doing electrical work in your house, that might be a little iffy unless you're an electrician, right? You don't want to fry yourself with a house. But there's a lot of jobs that you can do virtually. I know you can't work at the market and you can't package foods, but these are considered essential jobs for a society, right? So I think society is changing. We're learning that it's, it's okay to work at home. We now have the apparatuses. We have the computers. We have the Internet. We have Zoom and some other platforms to communicate with. So our society is changing, and, and employers are needing to adapt to that, that people are getting used to working from home. It is not such a bad thing. Now, of course, you may have to go to the office once in a while and drag yourself and get out of your pajamas and go to work, right? Yeah, I've seen so many pictures of people who wear maybe a top, a coat, a tie, and the rest of it is shorts. I guess, <laughs> excuse me, I've got a peanut set in my throat, stuck in my throat, some peanuts in my throat. So it's becoming easier and easier to adapt to this society. Now, people miss people. Now that's, but we can do more of that virtually. Again, there's certain jobs that you have to go out and you have to be in the public and you have to do things. And those are considered vital jobs. Those are essential jobs. But we're, we are really adapting to a society of virtual work. It's not a bad thing. Look at how much gas it's going to save. Look how the environment's going to benefit from us. And for my case, I order food. People deliver me food. They go on routes. They deliver food. It's kind of like the old days when I was a kid in Michigan, way back on the farm, right? Way back on the farm, we got deliveries of things because it was too much of a hassle to go into town and pick up stuff. So, it's you know, they used to have trucks, vans that went around. I forgot the name of the companies. My father worked for one of those companies where they would deliver things. You remember the milkman? and the grocery deliveries, and eh, we're getting back to that. I know we miss our socializing with people, but we still have our friends and neighbors to communicate with, and we'll get back to that. So it's a bit of sacrifice right now. It really is a bit of sacrifice, and it's going to get over it. You know, Spirit talks about this all the time, but I'm not going to give you predictions, per se. I'm always reminded of World War II, where people sacrificed for four years. Sacrifice for four years. They sacrificed their sons. They sacrificed their husbands. They sacrificed their wives who went into the military. People in World War II sacrificed to defeat a common enemy. We have a common enemy. We have an invisible virus 
that doesn't care what political party you belong to. So let's give a shout out to the first responders. Let's give a shout out to the doctors and the nurses and the EMTs and the people that do that every day to help us, right? Let's give a shout out to them. Let's do something for them. Let's show our appreciation. Instead of standing in a bunch of protesters yelling at them, calling them evil, whatever, we got to love these people because they're sacrificing their lives. How many of these people standing in front of the Capitol buildings and yelling, I want my haircuts, are really sacrificing, putting their lives, well, they actually put, are putting their lives on the line, but they don't realize it and they don't think that in those terms. So I just wanted to give a shout out. I just want us to all think in terms of we're going to get through this. We're going to change. We're going to adapt. And actually, we're going to find that working from home is not a bad thing. It's kind of fun. I work from home. Look at me. I'm on the Internet talking to you people. That's, it's fun for me. I'd rather do this than be in a studio somewhere. And every once in a while, it's fun to be in a studio. But this is, this is fun. I do psychic work. I do it at home on my phone. Okay, I don't have to go to some center to do it. I don't have to stand there and wait for people all day. I just work on the telephones. So we're adapting. The Internet is making life easier for us. And we can spend more time with our families. If we're at home working, we can take breaks. We can hang out with our spouses. We can hang out with our children. We can take our dogs for walks, right? Our dogs are going, my dog's going, I don't like walking this much. But she, she needs it. And your dogs need it. And our cats, well, they could care less sometimes. They hide anyway. They go like, well, this is my time to spend time with you. You can't find me. <sighs> okay, let's get back to men again. We're going you know, back to the topic. I don't know if I'm going to get much time in on past lives, but I would like to. So if anybody wants a past life reading, they want to know, if you want to know a little bit more about what you were before you came to this life, it'd be kind of it's kind of a fun thing, but it's also kind of eye-opening. When you talk about past lives, you realize, oh, there's something else. There's something on the other side. You're just not going to vanish into the ether and you're gone. No, that's it. There is something to look forward to. So back to men. Men. So we're talking about the problem with men. What is the problem with men? Well, as I mentioned before, the complaint I hear is, he doesn't open up his emotions, and he doesn't tell me what he wants. There are certain types of men, and I agree with it, that well are a little bit more introverted that way. They don't, they, you know, whatever their physicality is, they just don't like to communicate. But men, you need to. You need to. You need to express yourselves. You need to tell women or your partner what you feel. No, that's hard. But how can you do that? What, what if you don't like to verbalize? Oh, I'm not going to go around saying I love you all day long, right? No, you don't have to do that. It's the little things that you can do. You can show how you appreciate your wife by knowing what she loves from you. Is it verbalizing? Then you might have to sacrifice. If she's the kind of person that likes to hear it, likes to verbally hear it from you, then you may have to make that sacrifice. But then you need to go into a relationship. This is the kind of woman that wants to hear that. And I talk about the love languages and the five different love languages. And there are people out there that love to hear it. Men too. There are men. Actually, there are men that like to hear it. 
expressed, their emotions being expressed and opened up to them. And But if your girlfriend, wife, partner in life likes to hear it from you, likes to hear what you feel, how you feel about the situation, and that's something that you never want to do, no way, no how, I'm never going to do that, you're with the wrong person. You're really with the wrong person. Because there are some women that receive love gifts. I mean, they could be little gifts. They could be flowers. They could be something you saw at the store that you know, you know that she would appreciate. And you can put a note on it, I love you. That doesn't hurt. You can write, I love you. I mean, really, if you can't express it verbally, you can give them a little gift and say, I love you. I appreciate you. And give them the gift. And there are certain people that appreciate the gifts, right? That's, that's their... That's how you show them love. Absolutely. Yeah. Men are, um, there are also men like that. I don't know if it's really as many men as women, but, you know, how do I know? I, I don't have the statistical analysis of that particular topic. And then some women like the physicality. They like the back rubs. They like the touching. They like the hugs. And if you're physically distanced, from, if you understand that that's how your woman your partner wants to be shown love. You've got to work at that, or you're in the wrong relationship. You need to find a relationship where you're comfortable expressing how you feel, your love, in the way that they're receptive to it. So have that conversation right away. Within a, within a few weeks, months, whatever it is, have that conversation. Now, physicality shouldn't be too hard for many men, more than just sexual. Maybe they just like to cuddle or kiss and on a daily basis, they want to be shown attention. They want to be shown love, right? Then do it. Just do it, right? Just do it. Or maybe this relationship is not the one you should be in, right? Think about it. And then there's the, those who just like to have acts of service. They know that you love them because you're doing things for them. You're fixing the plumbing. You're washing your car. You're doing little things. You're helping her with the housework. You're washing the dishes. <gasps> washing the dishes. No, but seriously, seriously, if you can show that you appreciate her and you love her, and little notes every once so I love you. I love you. That's not hard. That's not difficult. I love you. Can you say that? I love you. Because if you're in a relationship and you can't express I love you, then you're in the, you shouldn't be in a relationship. You should be like Dr. House in the TV series. Well, all he needed was a maid and a prostitute. Okay? Is that all you need? Is that all you want from a woman is a maid and a prostitute? Then go for it. Just go for it. Forget about relationships. Forget about I have to say I love you and I have to do things for you and I have to show you physical affection and I have to talk to you about my emotions. And The last one is, well, we talked about acts of service. It's appreciation, words of appreciation, okay? Can you express, I appreciate you. I really appreciate the way you do this. I really love those meals that you make. Can you do that? I really appreciate your cooking for me. I, I really appreciate the fact that you go to work every day and you're able to ta help take care of the kids. See, acts of service could be, oh, I'll take the kids. I'll take care of them. I'll do something with them. I know you've been really working hard. Let me take them somewhere. Let me do something with the kids. Let me change the baby. Ooh, it's not that hard, really, guys. Come on. It's not that hard. You can do it. You can do it. You got masks now. You can put a mask on. 
You can do that sort of thing. That's showing to that particular woman that you love her. So you can open up your emotions in different ways. You don't necessarily have to say verbalize everything to them. A little note, a little expression, a little card that says I love you. You don't even have to say it. You can write it. You can get a card that says I love you and give it to her. Right? It's simple. Do it. Just do it. You want to make a relationship grow and flourish, or you just want to be like Dr. House. That's your choice, right? And this thing about a year, two years, before you decide, oh, this is what I want in a relationship, you shouldn't be in a relationship. You really shouldn't. Nah, that doesn't work. You know within about six to nine months what you want from this woman. You know what you want. Now, I know there's exceptions to the rule that you're finishing grad school, you're, you're doing your internship to be a doctor, you're a sailor, and you're going to be on a ship for a while. I can't make a commitment to I get my PhD. I'm really kind of overwhelmed by all this, right? There are exceptions. But most of the time, you know what you want from that relationship. So the other part of that, and I'm spending a lot of time on this, but it's worth it, I think. It's worth it for all of us to think about these things. You know, at the, at the beginning of a relationship, is there, that's that beginning romantic period, that sexual attraction that kind of gets you all wrapped up into that mist of romance. And, and that goes on for a while. You know, the stages of relationships, right? And then you drift into romance. And then you got a romantic relationship. But where is this romance going? So let's say a month or two you into a relationship, Women, you need to do this. You need to tell this man, this is what I want from a relationship. I know we're not there yet, but this is what I'm looking for. Marriage, a life partner, living together, whatever it is. What do you want from this particular situation? What do you want? And you need to express it as soon as you're feeling comfortable. Not six months, not a year Three or four months is the latest you should be expressing these things. Now, that's opinion. That's my spirit, guys, chiming in on this whole discussion. Three to four months into it, you should be expressing this is what. But that's at the latest. It could be a month into it. It could be at the beginning of a relationship. You know, my intention in life is to get married. And if a man bolts at that point, well, there isn't much of a connection, is there? But he really needs to understand that. He really needs to understand that's your intention. You're not settling for anything less. I, I love you, and I can put up with this for another four years. No, stop. You can't. You can't do it. You're going to be calling me. You're going to be calling another psychic in a, in a year going, what am I going to do? How, where does this look in the future? Where is this thing going? What are we going to be doing? You should know that. You should know that a few months into the relationship. You really should. Men, stop playing games. Really stop playing games with women's emotions. If she says, my intention is to get married, and you say, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that would be nice, and, and you don't really tell her from you how you feel, but I never want to get married again, and I have no intention of getting married, you know? Uh, um, I love you, but I'm not going to get married. Well, you need to work on that. You need to figure that out. And the woman needs to respond, well, if that's how you really feel, maybe this is over. Because you know how I feel. Because don't settle. Please never settle. No, okay, I love him, and I'll just put up with this thing, and I'll, 
I'll go along with it because I love him. Maybe he'll change in some time in the future. Maybe he'll come along and maybe he'll realize how valuable I am and maybe we should, he'll decide to get married. No, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't expect him to change. One of the greatest lines that I've heard from Spirit, and maybe I read it in the book, I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere out there I got this information, this idea that if you can accept a person as he is today. Now, this might be a few months into. I'm not saying immediately after the second date. Because, you know, for the first few dates and the first couple of months, people put on their best behavior and they try to impress you with who wonderful a person they are and all that BS, right? But after a while, once you get into the relationship, once you're into it a little bit, can you accept this person as they are? I mean, this is men and women. Can you accept her? I made the great mistake. I, I, I'll admit my mistake in that area. I met somebody, well, I, you know, it was a rebound. I'm coming out, of, coming out of a divorce and met some woman that, you know, it was fun and she was sexy and she was nice and she, she, she charmed me. But she had some habits that were really contrary to my basic who I am. But I didn't stop and think, well, maybe I could change her. Maybe, maybe my, my attitude was, well, maybe I can change her. Maybe she'll be different. Maybe I can influence her to be different. No, wrong. Eh, should have stopped it right then. This is my problem. I can't deal with this situation. I can't deal with these habits, these traits, these personality things, you know, behavioral issues. I cannot cope with this, you know, so I cannot be in this relationship. And maybe that will shock her into thinking, ooh, maybe I need to adjust. Maybe I really do want to be with him. And maybe I can make those changes, the behavioral changes that are necessary, right? Maybe. Maybe not, but maybe. So think about that. So you're never going to change somebody. Think about it. If you can accept somebody as they are today, after, I, you know, again, we're back into a relationship where the, the, the little honeymoon stages come to an end and you look at this person and go, I'm not going to change them. I can accept them the way they are. I can, I'm 80% into this. They're 80% into this. We can go forward. I can accept these things. Then good. But if you kind of go, well, maybe he'll change. Maybe she'll change. Maybe she'll be a different person. Maybe I can influence her. Maybe I can give her all these books or him all these books and he'll read them. And I can take him to relationship workshops and we can figure this out. Maybe we'll go to a counselor and we'll deal with this in the relationship classes. Don't bet on it. Just don't bet on it. Don't bet on it. Don't bet your life, your future, a relationship. Don't bet your love on the idea that you can change somebody, that you can make a difference in somebody's life so they'll be a different person. If you can do that, you have this magic wand that suddenly can make a man be different. Same thing with men and women. So don't change. Relationships are, are a challenge. They're a lot of work. It takes a lot of compromise. It takes a lot of appreciation. It takes a lot of love. It takes a lot of listening. It takes a lot of concessions, right? It takes a lot of concessions. So can you change somebody? No, except, except that fact. 
I can accept him the way he is today without any changes. I can love him exactly for his flaws, for his strengths. You know, we get along. I can overlook some of these things. You know, he doesn't put the cap on the toothpaste. Okay, I can, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I can ask him to do it. The problem is I would love you to be able to do these little things for me because it would make our life a little easier, make my life a little easier. Can you do that? Can you solve this problem? See, that's one of the big things you can do in a relationship to help a relationship grow is present a man with a challenge, with a problem. This is my problem. Can you fix it? Because men like to solve problems, don't they? Don't they generally like to solve problems? Not, you know, not every man out there is going to be a problem solver, but a lot of them are. If you present something to a challenge to a man, here's the problem as I see it. And I don't have a specific thing in mind here, but if you have a problem, can you fix it? Can you change it? Here's my problem. Um, I would like a little more communication. That's my love language. I like to hear and talk about it. This is my challenge. My problem, I'd like to hear more from you. I'd like you to show a little bit more appreciation for who I am. I would like you to do a little bit more around the house because I'm overburdened. I got these 16 kids and I got to go to a job and you don't seem to be doing anything about it. That's my problem. I'm worn down. I'm frazzled. I need your help. Here's the problem. What can you do? What can you do? I'm not going to tell you what to do, but what can you do? And then ask that question, what can you do? And see if they'll come up with an answer. Give them some time. Men need time. Men need time to contemplate, to absorb the question and the problem. And they might need 24 hours. They might need up to 72 hours to come up with a solution. Men's brains are different than women's brains. Men, men don't respond well to emotional questions. It takes some time to absorb it, to contemplate it, to go work in the garage or build a car or do something that they can work on it on their own pace and their own time, right? So women, if you got something that you need or you really think would be important for the relationship, present it as a challenge to the man. Okay, I got a problem. I need your help. And this da-da-da-da-da. Think about it. How can you solve this problem? Don't give them the answer. Never give them the answer. No, no answers. You don't, well, if you do this and let's set up a schedule and you do that and I'll do this and no, give him the challenge, give him the problem. And then you can work on it. When he comes back with a solution, hopefully he does. Hopefully he does. Some men will just kind of blow you off, but then you know what? You don't have much of a relationship. You have to accept the fact that you don't have a relationship. This is not giving you the energy that you need. It's not giving you the love that you need. What do you think about that? Can you walk away from a relationship because you're not getting what you want out of it? And do that fairly quickly in a relationship. Don't go a year, two years, six years. You know, I always, I talk to people about this as a psychic and, you know, doing this relationship stuff. And we come to the conclusion after about 30 minutes or 20 minutes that maybe this is working. And that the answer, the question, I would say that at least 75% of the time, the question, is there somebody out there for me? If I walk away, is there somebody for me? So in the back of your mind, now you, I don't know, tell me, I'd love to hear from you. 
And maybe we'll do this on Saturday because I want to hear from you about your problems. So we'll do another session on this. But I do want to hear from you about what you what your problems you're running to, into with men. And are you willing to walk away? Are you saying, can you say, is there somebody else out there for me? And usually the answer is absolutely, 100%. Because the universe, God, source, whatever you call it, will bring to you into your life what you need and what you want. There's never a, never a lack of supply of men or women that can come into your life. You know, there's 7 billion people on this crazy planet right now. Is it 7? I don't know. We keep losing track of them. I, well, the COVID virus is not killing that many off and people die. More people are being born every day than die. So obviously, even in a small town of 100,000 people, there's enough people in that area that you could connect with and that the universe could bring you somebody. So, yes, absolutely, there will always be somebody else that you can match up with. So I guess the final point, because i got a little over a minute left on the show, is if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're starting a relationship and you're a few, a few months into the relationship, you need to figure out and, and have an understanding and have an agreement of where this is going. And you need to come out and figure out how that person can communicate to you through their acts of service, through gifts, to some way is expressing to you that they love you. And you need to understand that. And you need to have that agreement. And if it's not working, if it's not working, don't let it go a year. Don't let it go two years, unless there's extenuating circumstances. Take care of yourself. Love yourself by not being in a relationship that's hurtful to you, that's not getting what you hoped a relationship would do. So, this has been fun. Never got to the past lives. Maybe we'll do that another time. But going on and on. Because I talk to people about this all the time, and I think these are the important points. So I love you guys. Be safe. Stay inside. Work from home. Figure out how you can do more work from home. And talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.